Welcome to the WealthStream Podcast. The team at Hightower Great Lakes share their insights and passions for empowering their clients to live their best life. In this energetic podcast, we will take you on a journey to help you navigate your financial future, overcome life's challenges to reach your financial goals, and find the financial clarity you've been searching for. Let's explore the downstream impact of your wealth and what it means to you, your family, and your community to live greater. Hello and welcome to The Wealth Stream with Tim Scannell from Hightower Great Lakes. Tim, how are you today? I'm doing great, Eric. Weather warmed up a little bit after the cold front, so I'm feeling pretty good getting outside, getting a little, not quite Florida, but nice to be outside. Yeah, a little bit of sunshine. Are you getting any sunshine over there at all? Uh, no, this time of year, we just call it gray, ah, just overcast. Yeah, I think we're just getting Just one the same constant stuff. cloud. Yeah, just hanging around. Well, it is what it is. So That's right. That's We're why starting. we choose to live here, right? That's exactly why we choose to live around here. Exactly. <laughs> All right. You have uh, another great topic, obviously, today. Uh, th this podcast has been running for a long time, Tim. Thank you for letting me be a small part of this. I learned a ton from you. So what are you teaching me today? Well, as you know, in the many podcasts we've had, I just realized we're over, we're over 100. So we're over That's 100 right. podcasts year old. But um, you know, one of the things we're proud of is our what we call our unique kind of wealth management formula where... In addition to the traditional investment management, we really try to help clients with transferring wealth efficiently, wealth protection. And today I wanted to talk about a topic that is kind of included with what we would call wealth enhancement. You know, if there's a way we can help a business owner um, improve the value of their business um, as they're anticipating and planning for exit, you know, when they reach their freedom point, mm -hmm. um, this is one of the topics we have. And, you know, we, we've done a couple of seminars, or, I mean, uh, podcasts, I mean, and there's, I look back and I think it's podcast number 80, where we talked about the Switzerland discount. And the Switzerland discount, please go back and listen to that. But it, it basically says what you want to do is be free if possible of one key customer or mm -hmm. one key supplier, or in particular, one key employee. And today we want to talk about that key employee, which is you, the business owner. Because if the business is going to be reliant on you, the business owner. If you don't have a real strong team, um, you're just not going to be able to exit with the value that you should be able to get. Do, do you think that that, and, and you've spoken about this before, but do you think that that's more due to relationships? Like like the, the key employer or the business owner, start of the business, everybody knows their name, their face, whatever. And so there's more of a relationship there with the current clientele? Well, I have um, I have a handful of clients that are second, third generation business owners, the majority of the clients I work with, business owner clients, I call them somewhat accidental owners. They're oh. Maybe they're a great electrician, great plumber, great contractor, and they just had this idea that they could do it better. Uh, maybe they, they feel like they could build it themselves. And what happens over time is they do everything. They do marketing, they do estimating, they do delivery, their customer service. And it's just all of a sudden with the job and task creep that, could, that creeps up on them, they end up doing too much. And we're, we try to help them step back, look at the business and figure out a way to, if possible, not have the business rely so much on them. So it's just usually just a process where they don't realize it's happening or they do realize it, but they don't know how to get out of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, let's get so started today, today because I know you got a oh, lot sorry. to cover. So today I just want to talk about five strategies that business owners can use to identify the candidates to replace themselves. Okay. Um, you know, when, when I talk to clients about this, they're like, why do I need to be replaced? And 
They said, well, at some point you want to take time off, right? You want to exit, you want to sell. It doesn't mean you have to do it today, but these things take a long time. Sometimes mm -hmm. they take three, four or five years for it to really work out um, because you're never going to, you may not get the right candidate the first time. Very few people do. So there's these five strategies I want to talk about, and hopefully this will help the listener. All right. So I can use an example initially just to kind of talk about why this is important. And this is one I read about. There's a, a business owner. Uh, her name was Jacqueline Johnson. In 2012, she founded this company called Create and Cultivate. And it was a media company. And the focus of the company was to educate and inspire women to succeed in business. So a great goal. And about six years later in 2018, she, the business had grown. There was eight employees, high margins. The revenue was growing quickly. And she got an offer for the company, about $40 million, which kind of threw her for a loop a little bit, apparently, wow. as I read. Um, but unfortunately, when it came time for the deal to be completed, when the buyer came in and did the due diligence, what they found was that really if if she wasn't around, that business wouldn't be worth that as much. And the deal kind of fell through. Mm. And so what she did was she kind of stepped back. And a few years later, she ended up selling the business to a different company for $22 million, still a great, great amount of money, but not nearly as much as maybe you know she thought or originally was offered. And and primarily because um, she just, the business relied a little bit too much on her. And, and so we're going to talk about these five things that people can do to, or strategies you can do to try and identify and make sure that you have these great candidates um, so you don't have to do it two, three, four times. Yeah, that's a, that's a big difference. 40 million down to 22. I mean, still, I'm not shaking a stick at 22, but yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> a big I'll difference. Take that, right? Yeah. 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 All day. <laughs> exactly. And, and I've gone through the same issues. Um, I have, you know, not been completely successful and I'm continuing to try and, you know, I recruit and retain and try to bring in and mentor and a lot of younger advisors into this business. And um, part of, you know, sometimes just not the right people. Sometimes they, you know, there's family decisions that they make that they want to do something different. Mm -hmm. um, so I, as I read these five topics or these five strategies, I can tell you that I've also, I've tried some of these and I've gotten better at some of these and hopefully um, they're working better for me too. I, I do want to say something because I'm, I'm so interested uh, in, in, well, first of all, the topic today, but I'm really interested to see what happens in the next 10, 15, 20 years. And I know you're going to be here with me, but because of COVID, right? There are a lot of people made exits. A lot of people made business exits. A lot of people said, I'm done working for somebody else. I'm going to work for myself because of, you know, COVID issues, pandemic issues or whatever, or just being fed up. Um, I think there was a lot of change that happened in 2020, 2021 that we're going to see the, the fruits of down the road. And so I, I love all this, all the things you're about to talk about um, are going to play so well into this because I think a lot of people started their own businesses, exited businesses, and a lot of them did it well. And a lot of them probably didn't do it very well at all. Yeah. And I think the other part too is as a result of COVID, uh, people are thinking more about it, thinking more of their exit plans. And what, you know, that when I talk to business owners, when I read about business, one common theme um, I was at dinner last night. We were talking about this with two other business owners. One common theme is it's just very difficult to, to recruit, attract, and retain, and, and even just find people who really want to run a business and want to be an owner. I, I've I've worked with 40, 50 great people, great advisors, great customer service people, workers, et cetera, who just said, no way, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be the owner. I don't want to be the responsibility mm -hmm. or take on that responsibility. So 
hopefully some of these strategies can help you sift through, you know, and find the the diamonds in the rough. The, uh, not just these amazing people, because there's so many of them out there, but amazing people who also want to step up and be an owner. Yeah. All right. What's the first one? So the first one is basically what I try to do is look for what I call problem solvers. And because it, in my business, but also as I talk to all my clients, that's really what we do. We solve problems. We're, we're constantly being asked by our clients, by our vendors, by our employees to, to solve problems. And, and and so one of the things when I look for look at candidates or, or talk with candidates is, you know, you're trying to find candidates who really have the, you can demonstrate the ability to think strategically. And one of the things we do is we use some testing. There's different tests you can offer to candidates that you're looking for, questionnaires. We also feel, you know, we've talked about this a lot, Eric, that where we don't have expertise or where we don't, we don't think it's best practices for us to do something, we try our best to reach out and find experts. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. um, We've been able to leverage the expertise of Hightower in their human resources area, and they've had some really great success leveraging the, those their professionals, also leveraging some uh, services through LinkedIn to really um, help with some of these questionnaires, testing, screening, so that by the time we meet with somebody, um, to a great extent, some of these, we, we know we have problem solvers, and then it's up to us to really determine whether it's a good fit. Yeah, fantastic. So the so the theme there is really use tools, find tools. We if everyone anyone's interested in how we do it or some of the resources we have found, just reach out. But also outsource and leverage as much as possible. Yeah. Yep. And then the second one is similar, but it's I want I want to know about their approach to problem solving. And it, and it probably sounds like it's the same thing the the item above, but really it isn't. And this is more or less when the candidate gets to me after. They've gone through this testing. They've gone through the screening. We've, you know, Hightower has really helped us make sure we get getting the candidate we want. We we want to make sure that when I'm talking to them or interviewing them, that we're I'm getting a really good feel for how they approach the problem solving. For example, we have issues that come up. I, I had a client this past weekend reach out and say that um the spouse had passed. Um, I would think I would say that at any point in time in our in our business, our office. We're assisting, helping clients with estates, maybe two or three are open at any point in time. Mm. So one thing I'll do is uh, in an interview, I'll just throw out an example without names, of course, but just here's an example of something we're working on this week. How would, you know, how would you respond to it? And what I'm trying to get, to, what I'm trying to see is how they approach problem solving. Um, do they approach it with empathy? Do they approach it with thought? And is there creativity? So it's not a perfect science. It's more of an art. But the second step is really, I want to know how they're, how they approach it. And I usually do that when I'm actually in an interview. Well, the other thing is, is that this is you doing the interview. So your personality is coming through and they're, you're going to be able to gauge their personality and see what kind of fit that is. So any business owner, again, I love the fact that you, you're going to be able to give resources and we'll give your contact information at the end of the show, like we always do, but you have resources for outsourcing some of the stuff. But the business owner has to take some of that upon themselves to make sure that they're okay with the fit, you know, and the relationship and the personalities are going to, are going to mesh, right? Exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, cause, yeah, ultimately by the time they get to me, I, I think they've checked a number of boxes, but we need to make sure that they can really work the way, the way we do, uh, yeah. you know, so, with so much empathy with our clients. Perfect. All right. What's the next one? 
The third one is um, I want to evaluate what I call their learning agility. And what that really means is that, you know, we've talked in past podcasts how we really like uh, lifetime, what we call lifetime learners or people who are interested, interesting. And so we're, we're looking also for candidates that kind of have, have a history of taking on challenges. So I was re- interviewing somebody recently um, who was coming from the banking industry. And so one of the things I, I talked about is, you know, give, give me an example of what your your typical day is. Are you able to sit in an office and work interrupted? Do you, do you work with a closed door? Do you mind being interrupted? Because in our industry, plus most of our clients' industries, you're just inter- interrupted all the time with issues. And we want to make sure that that, that um, the candidate can respond to that. And then I share my typical day, you know, where I maybe get, I get in around six, I get a lot of my tasks completed and, and, you know, how I'm going to either complete them, delegate them, pass them to the team, a lot of correspondence. So that by eight 30, when the market opens, when everyone else starts to come in the office, that's when I usually take calls, start meetings, three o'clock, the, the market's over. Um, there's, and plus I do a lot of post meeting, you know, notes and mm-hmm. create tasks. And then hopefully I'm out the door by five. So, but what I want to illustrate when I'm talking to somebody is in that day, I might have all the plans to do these 10 things and I may end up doing none of them because 10 more things show up. So I'm just trying to gauge and make sure that they have the, the ability to be agile on any given day. Cause that's the nature of business. Yeah, absolutely. And then once I get that, the, the fourth item is I want to make sure that they have the ability to work in teams. So they've gone through the screening. We know for sure that, you know, they've, they've taken the quizzes, taken the tests. I've got the personality tests and surveys. I've, I've interviewed them. I've gotten the gauge for whether they're problem solvers, they're agile. And now I want to make sure that they can work with teams. So what we do is we will set up a, a follow-up interview where they come in and they basically get to meet everyone on the team and everyone on our team gets to, I don't want to say interview them because what we're trying to really do is have these conversations, first of all, to give more information to the candidate regarding like what the day-to-day of it, of their work is and, and how they, we operate, but also give my team and everyone on my team an impression so that they can tell me what they think about their ability maybe to work with this person going forward. Is this a good candidate? Maybe they check all the boxes, but for any number of reasons, it just, just doesn't make sense because they they sense there's not a team issue or team team player kind of thing, and and that's happened. And where we, I've thought there was a great candidate. I brought them in, everyone interviewed, and fortunately, they're everyone's honest enough with me to say, uh, Tim, you know that's not a good idea. Let's not mm-hmm. do that. Um, but I want to make sure that they can work with my team because that's critical. Yeah, that's a brilliant idea because, and I'm not I'm not saying anything disparaging about any specific sex, but I've seen it before where a gentleman comes in and interviews with the, the owner of the company who happens to be a gentleman and everything's great and they're getting along. And all of a sudden when, when they're interacting with some of the females within the office, their attitude changes, right? And, and maybe you see something that you didn't see before because you didn't see that type of interaction. That's very telling. And, and it's a, it's a red flag, right? And so I love that, that you, you brought, I, I've never actually heard of anybody doing that. Yeah, no, I have found that it's it's very, very valuable. It, the critical piece is that, you know, people aren't just going to tell me, yeah, that makes sense because you you think it does, Tim. Uh, they're really going to give me their their genuine opinion about yeah. you know, whether it makes sense or not. And they're not afraid to do it and they're not afraid of any sort of kickback because they do. Yeah, you give them permission to do it. That's great. Yeah. And then the final one, number five. So the podcast is a talking about, you know, replacing me. And not me as in Tim, but the business owner, me, 
and I think every business owner out there listening can attest that there's different skill sets that you need in addition to being an advisor in my example, or being a contractor, being a plumber. Um, there's additional skill sets you need to have in order to be an owner. One of them is just creativity, the, the ability, I think, to think a little bit out of the box mm-hmm. because you have to be a problem solver. So I like the concept of lifelong learners. One of the things I like to ask people is, you know, have you, have you read a, what book have you read lately? Um, and I'll just give you, tell you a story. This is probably 15 years ago. I worked with a consultant and he was sitting, I swear, he was sitting on a beach in Los Angeles and I was in Valparaiso, Indiana. And I called him and I said, uh, this is a great candidate. I gave him the list of five, 10 things, why it made sense on the world. And he had taken a, a survey with this consultant and the consultant said to me, Tim, you got to run from this candidate. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, this, this guy's amazing. And he said, ask him if he's read a book lately. And I guarantee he'll say he doesn't read books. So sure enough, I went back in and I'm like, Hey, so uh, what book have you read lately? He goes, I don't read books. I'm like, I have no idea how I thought he was like a magician that he would know that. But the point is <laughs> he, he wasn't, he wasn't a thinker. He wasn't, if a client has an issue, there's not just A, B, C, or D as solutions. You really have to, most of the client issues we have, you really have to think out of the box. You have to think in their terms, in the client's terms. And if you can't do that, if you're not creative, and if, and if you're not creative enough to really deal with the stress of running a business, you're not going to be able to replace me. So I, I think this is a pretty good, I'll just give you one other example. I, I asked somebody what, you know, what kind of hobbies they do. And, and he goes, well, I just recently took a welding class. And I'm like, why did you do that? Because welding has nothing to do with his his business. And he goes, well, it just interested me. I was just always curious how welds happen. Yeah. And so, I mean, that that to me was a, a lifelong learner. That's someone who's curious. That's someone who's interested. And that's someone who would really be bring empathy and, and, and sincere planning with our clients. Yeah, I, I, I think that that's fantastic. It, so I, I'm, I'm kind of seeing a theme here, Tim, quite honestly. Can I, can I share that with you? Sure, yeah. So what I'm seeing is that it really it's on the business owner to give up a little bit of control. <clears throat> and I say that because what I'm, what I'm seeing is, number one, the outside resources that you're going to share here in just a minute or your, your contact info for that, that's kind of giving up a little bit of control. Asking about their, their approach to problem solving and their, their learning agility you have to give people opportunities to problem solve, right? You can't control their every movement. You can't tell them what to do. You've got to encourage them to be those problem solvers. And if, if a business owner is able to do that and have the resource of every one of their team members that are always trying to solve problems, I think the business is going to run a lot better. And then obviously you, you, you said it when you're having your team kind of do the the interviewing of them just to kind of get their opinions. That's more giving up control. I, 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 that's what I'm kind of seeing through this entire thing. Yeah, no, I agree that you're, you're spot on. And you know, I, I, when I think of the mistakes that clients have made that I've made uh, mistakes I read about in terms of trying to recruit and retain and hire someone to replace you so that you're not a victim of the Switzerland discount where you're mm. not getting the best price you can when you want to exit is a lot of times in the past, when I've made mistakes, I've just been too enamored with the resume, you know, and yeah. maybe like a where they went to school, or maybe they worked for a bigger company, big Fortune 500 company. And I also seen, um, and I've done this myself, but I've also seen clients where, you know, there's something a business they call the Peter Principle, where you people to their level of incompetency is that's kind of a simple way to look at it. But 
There's people who are incredible at what they do, but they're not going to have the skill sets to move up and replace a business owner. And um, that's kind of the second biggest mistake I've seen where someone might go internal to, to promote somebody who has been with them forever, but mm-hmm. maybe doesn't even want the business or doesn't want the responsibility of it. Yeah. So let me ask you a question because I know that you've been through this and you've done this many times. How do you keep from getting tired? <laughs> Meaning like right now, that's a big issue. I can't find people. I can't find good qualified people. It it gets tiresome trying to always seek out and find new workers. How do you keep keep from getting tired until you're just like, uh, whoever walks in the door next, I'm hiring <laughs> because I'm just done. Yeah. I mean, one of the ways you do it is COVID has forced a lot of my clients has for, has really had us reevaluate this process of what do we want to be and who do we want to work with? And part of the, the answer to your question is maybe you need to niche more. You need to focus more. Mm. You need to work with fewer people. Um, you know, we're kind of evaluating that right now. Uh, we, we don't want to do that, but the reality is there's only a certain number of hours. And if we can't bring people on, we don't have the capacity to yeah. to really continue add the clients to, who, who reach out to us and work with them. So I'm not saying we're not going to, we want to, we're trying to grow our team in order to do it. We just hired a great advisor actually this week, Chris Felton. I'll be introducing him to the listeners and hopefully in the next few months. Nice. So we're, we're focusing on that, but at the same time as a parallel path, you need to need to focus as a business owner on doing what you do well and outsourcing or maybe not doing some of the things you don't yeah. do as well. Yeah, no, good points. Very, very good points. All right. Well, this has been fantastic. A lot of great information. As promised earlier, can you give contact information? So if people want to kind of take a look at the resources that you've utilized in the past or, or that you suggest, um, how do they yeah, get So if anyone them? wants to reach out to me, my they can call me at 219-531-4941 or send me an email at tscannell at hightoweradvisors.com. And I'll be glad to help you with any of the resources and share what we've done. Fantastic. Tim, thank you so much for your time. This is a great podcast today. Oh, thank you very much. Appreciate it, Eric. Thank you. you. You betcha. And our last thank you, of course, goes to you listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Wellstream podcast with Tim Scannell. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Tim comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And we humbly ask that you share this podcast, rate it, and leave a review as this actually does help others find the show. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Hightower Great Lakes, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Wealthstream podcast. We hope you gained some valuable insight that you can apply to your life and share with others. Please don't forget to subscribe below to be notified when new episodes become available. And don't forget to live greater. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Hightower Great Lakes. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Hightower Great Lakes is a group comprised of investment professionals registered with Hightower Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Some investment professionals may also be registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Associates, LLC. 
Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there is no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is neither indicative nor a guarantee of future results. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data or other information referenced herein is from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analyses, prices, or other data or information contained in this presentation is provided as general market commentary and does not constitute investment advice. Hightower Great Lakes and Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates, make no representations or warranties express or implied as to the accuracy or completeness of the information or for statements or errors or omissions or results obtained from the use of this information. Hightower Great Lakes and Hightower Advisors, LLC, assume no liability for any action made or taken in reliance on or relating in any way to this information. The information is provided as of the date referenced in the document. Such data and other information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed herein are solely those of the authors and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates.